good morning, Riverside. Um, my name is Marjorie Julius. Um, my wife Joanne and I are members here, and we have been attending for about 10 years. We have a little one. His name is Max. Uh, and he just turned four. Keeps me busy, very busy. Um, so today uh, we're continuing in our sermon series, uh, Jesus in Every Story. And so today we'll look at the book of Joshua. Uh, my sermon is titled, Finding Strength and Courage in the Lord. Finding Strength and Courage in the Lord. So we'll see uh, where Jesus is calling us to find strength and courage in, in him from the book of Joshua. Um, first, I'll tell you a story uh, when the Lord calls us, <coughs> excuse me, um, call my family to find strength and courage in him. Um, then we'll read the scripture, pray, and then we'll jump in. So, three years prior to coming to the United States, um, we were homeless. All right? We didn't have food, didn't have money. There's no safety net in Nicaragua. That's where I'm from. My father was the superintendent of the Moravian Church of Nicaragua. And he had to step aside from the church for a little bit due to an unfortunate event that happened in my family. So he had nothing, absolutely nothing, only God. He provided a home for us. A fellow Christian friend of the family gave us a home to live in. It wasn't in the best of shape, but it was a home. It was rotted in portions of it, built on stilts on a slope, but it was a home. The Lord provided a home for us. He provided food also. Now, when we were the hungriest, people would just show up with food. Now, if that happens one time, okay, that's a coincidence, right? But that happened again and again and again. The Lord just put it on people's heart to come and bring food when we were the hungriest. Now, you would think that's a desperate situation, right? <laughs> no food, no money, homeless, right? no safety net. So you think that from a world perspective, yes, it would be a desperate situation. But the Lord provided his peace during that situation. He provided contentment. He provided joy in that situation. Only the Lord can do that. No one else. So I'll read the scripture now. It's taken from Joshua 1, 1 through 9. And this is what he has to say. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all these people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses. From the, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all that the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. 
do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, then you may have good success wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. That means think about it. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just ask that you speak through me today, Lord. Um, I pray that this message will transform us and make us more and more like you. That you prepare our hearts and our minds, Lord, to receive what you have to say to us today. And that we'll just not receive it, Lord, but that we'd obey it and to seek you with everything that we are. In the name of Jesus, amen. So finding strength and courage in the Lord. I wanted to discuss three different ways of finding strength and courage in the Lord. The first one is finding strength and courage in the Lord requires us to have a personal relationship with him. Next, finding strength and courage in the Lord requires us to trust him. And lastly, finding strength and courage in the Lord requires us to know his word. So here, let's talk about Joshua. Let's see where we can find this relationship in the Lord. So finding strength and courage in the Lord requires a relationship with the Lord. Where do we see that here in Joshua? We see that the Lord spoke to Joshua. That tells us that there's a relationship there. We'll look at some previous books of the Bible to see uh, where it illustrates that point. Uh, here, you know, in the book of Joshua, it tells us Joshua is the son of Nun. Uh, he's Moses' assistant. He was born into slavery in Egypt of the tribe of Ephraim. He was a military commander. He was the military commander of the first campaign, the first military campaign after leaving Egypt. That's in Exodus uh, 17. Uh, you can find that there. Uh, they were attacked by the Amalekites after they left uh, Egypt. And Moses commanded Joshua to organize an army to go fight back, right? And the Lord gave them victory. Joshua's name was Hosea, meaning salvation. And uh, in Numbers 13.8, Moses changed his name to Joshua, meaning God saves. He was selected to be one of the 12 spies to enter into the promised land to check it out and report back. This was three years into the journey to the promised land. Now Joshua and Caleb represented their tribe. Joshua, Joshua represented the tribe of Ephraim. Caleb represented the tribe of Judah. Those were the only ones to come back with good news. The rest of the spies came back saying, we can't do this. There's no way. They had seen giants there. They had seen fortified cities. They had seen strong people. And they disbelieved. Let's read about Joshua's reaction, Joshua and Caleb's reaction from this bad news that the ten spies had delivered. That can be found in Joshua 14, uh, 6 through 10. Joshua 14. Six through, actually, Numbers 14, 6 through 10. Numbers 14, 6 through 10. 
And this is what it says. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. They were grieving over this, this uh, report, this bad report, and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we have passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones, but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. The Lord intervened and protected Joshua and Caleb. Now, how is it that these ten spies came and brought a bad report? Them and all the people that were there, all the people of Israel, they had been there, right? They were there in Egypt. They saw the ten plagues. They saw the parting of the Red Sea. They saw food in the desert where there was no food. They saw a quail when they complained about not having meat. But they disbelieved and they rebelled. Joshua and Caleb had a strong relationship with the Lord. And they were able to see that the Lord could deliver victory. Let's talk a little bit about relationships. Relationships take work. They take work. They must be maintained. I have moved several times throughout my life so far, everywhere I went. I made friends. And the relationships that survive are the ones that I invested in or my friend invested in. We had to stay in touch with each other to keep the relationship going. I'll tell you of one instance. I had this awesome uh, childhood friend. We did everything together. I lived uh, on an island just off the coast of Nicaragua, and uh, my friend and I, we did everything together, right? We caught crabs together on the beach, we caught crickets together, we played ninjas together, we pretended to play war games, we did all kinds of stuff together. We rode goats, we weren't supposed to ride the goats. Parents weren't around, so we decided to try to race the goats. But this is my friend, so I have some awesome memories with him. And uh, it just so happened that my my family moved. We didn't have the technology that we have today, so I lost contact with my friend. Years ago, I went back to visit him. He wasn't the person who I thought he was. (laughs) He had changed. He was a different person. I was a different person. I had to rediscover who he was and vice versa. That's what happens when we're in a relationship with the Lord and we're not in touch with him, in communion with him, the relationship fades. The relationship fades. So we need to stay in his presence, continue that relationship, invest in relationship. One of our core values here at Riverside is relationships, where we're so filled with the Lord that it overflows through our other relationships. And we were made for a relationship with the Lord and with each other. That's why we're here today. And that's the only way that we grow in relationships. Here, by being part of the church, by being part of small groups, discipleship groups, the Lord made us for a relationship. Now, where do we see Jesus here? 
Like Joshua, Jesus had a strong relationship with God. In John 5.19, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. There's a strong relationship there. He only does what the Father does. In John 10.30, he says, The Father and I are one. The relationship is so strong that they are one. Joshua was commissioned to lead the people into the promised land. Jesus was commissioned to lead us into heaven, into salvation, into eternal life. So I ask you today, do you have a relationship with the Lord? If not, are you resisting having a relationship with the Lord? For those of us who have a relationship with the Lord, are we investing into that relationship because it takes work? We need to be in his presence. Only then, and only then can we hear when he says, I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. So that leads me to my next point. Finding strength and courage in the Lord requires us to trust him. In verse 5 and 6, God says to Joshua, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for then you shall cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Let's talk about this land a little bit. Um, in Genesis 15, 13 through 16, it tells us a little bit about the land, about the covenant that God made with Abraham where he promised his ancestor this land. It was a, a physical piece of land, um, but there's a few people, groups, that were occupying this land. It tells us there, uh, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, Amorites, all these different ites were there. Okay? They were a polytheistic group of people. They believe in many gods, and they believe that their god gave them that land, and their God caused them to prosper. But God was going to prove him wrong. That their God was no match against him. They also worship idols. They practice religious prostitution. They practice divination. And from my research, they even practice child sacrifice. This is an evil group of people in that land. So God caused us to trust him. Right? He called Joshua to trust him. Now, he speaks to Joshua here, telling him that no man shall be able to stand before him. Why? Joshua feared men. That's why God had to speak to him in regards to that. This was a huge undertaking, right? Joshua, he was being prepared for this role all along, but being prepared for something... And doing it, those are two different things. And the Lord had to encourage Joshua. Before we saw that Joshua was encouraging the people of Israel, saying, God can give us this land. Yes, let's do it. Let's go in. Let's take over. Now we see here that Joshua is afraid, and the Lord speaks to him. God could have easily said, Joshua, Joshua, wait, wait, wait. Do you know? Do you know who I am? Do you know who you're speaking to? He didn't do that. 
right? That's the type of God that we serve. The God that meets us right where we are. It doesn't matter what you're going through today. It could be big. It could be small. God will meet you right where you are and call you to strength and courage. Strength and courage in Him. That's the God that we serve. We saw in the previous sermon last Sunday where Joshua, or Jonah was pursued by God. He met Jonah right where Jonah was. That's what God does for us. He meets us right where we are. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, he calls us to trust him too. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your, under, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Thank God that in his mercy, in his mercy, he reaches us right where we are. So where do we see Jesus here? Jesus, like Joshua, was afraid. He showed it in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew what was coming. He asked God, if this cup could be taken from me, take it. He was getting ready to die, to, cru to be crucified for us. He took on our punishment so that we could have everlasting life with him. But he showed us how to step up. Jesus, like Joshua, said, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. And he shows us how to step into fear. Is he calling you to do something right now that you're afraid of? Is he calling you to stop doing something that you're doing? Again, is he calling you to be, to be uh, his servant where he can be your Lord and Savior? He's calling you today. Just have to listen. That's take, that takes me to my next point. Finding strength and courage in the Lord requires us to, have, uh, to know his word. Requires us to know his word. In verses 7 uh, through 9, it says, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all that the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. Again, that means think about it. You shall meditate on it day and night. So then you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord, is, your God, is with you wherever you go. The Lord made rules for us, right? Some of us think that these rules stop us from having fun. But the Lord made rules for us because he knows that we need rules. We need rules to protect us. And how can we do what he says if we don't know what he says? It's impossible. We need to be in his word. Now, knowing Scripture is one thing, but then being obedient to Scripture is another thing. We have to be able to take that to the next level and obey Him. Those that love Him obey Him, right? It's hard. But He made a way for us to obey Him, to seek Him, and to love Him. Because that's, that's the only time that we can succeed if we're operating in His strength, knowing His Word. 
at the very beginning in Genesis, right? There's one, one rule. He tells Adam and Eve, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What did they do? They disobeyed. They knew it, but they disobeyed. And that got us in this mess that we are today. He knows the pain that disobedience can cause. And only in his word can we fight back. He gave us rules to operate in relationship to him and with each other and to manage different situations. Without that, we're on our own. And failure is imminent. He gave us rules to fight for our marriage. He gave us rules to fight sin, to fight for purity, to fight to obey him. It's a fight out there, and we have to be ready. We have to be ready with the sword of the Spirit. Some today, some today say, God is love, so we can do anything we want to do, because God is love. I agree with them, God is love, right? He is love, but he's a God of justice and mercy. He's a righteous God, and he will judge sin. But he made a way for us to be with him where we're covered by his righteousness. In John 14, 6, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Look again at the Israelites. They spent an additional 37 years in the desert because they disobeyed. They were in the desert for 40 years. 40 years. Not only that, everyone 10 and above didn't make it to the promised land because they disobeyed. The Lord calls us to know his word and to be obedient to him because sin is costly. God's word, again, is known as the sword of the spirit. We see Jesus in Matthew 4 where he was in the desert for 40 days, 40 nights. He was there being tested and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and Satan comes to him and says, hey, I know you're hungry. Turn these stones into bread. You'll be good. If you say who you are, go ahead, turn the stones into bread, and you'll have food. What does Jesus say? Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right? He has his sword ready. Those of us that have the sword, we've got to keep it sharp. We've got to stay in God's word. It's important. Joshua had just taken over leadership of two million people, and yet God says, you got to get into the Word. you got to know the Word. You're going to lead? you got to know the Word. It's important. There was one point in my life where I was memorizing a lot of Scripture, and then I stopped. The Lord is calling me again to start memorizing Scripture. Now, today we have a lot of distractions, right? There's Netflix, Facebook, YouTube, all these different things that could be good, but sometimes they take away from our time with God. Now, your thing may not be Facebook or YouTube, but there's something drawing you away from God. There is something, there is something that draws every one of us away from God, but he calls us to get into his word to fight back. We've got to keep our sword sharp. So Joshua was told to know God's word. Jesus, he's God's word. 
and we are called to know it, to display him. Without that, we cannot survive. We will fail again and again and again. Victory, ladies and gentlemen, is right here. It tells us right here how to fight sin, how to fight temptation, how to fight insecurities. Fear tells us right here how to fight it. Loneliness, right here. Conflict, you can fight it with the word of God, with the sword of the spirit. Bitterness, everything. You name it, God's got you covered. But you have to do it in his word and in his way. Without that, we fail again and again. We can't trust that he'll give us strength and courage if we're not in a relationship with him. We can't trust that he's going to give us strength and courage if we don't trust him. We can't trust that he's going to give us strength and courage if we're not into his word. It's important. So I call you today to get to know him if you don't know him. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now let me go back to the story of my family, the very beginning, right? He gave us strength and courage and he provided for us in that situation. And he did that because we were in his word. We kept that relationship going then. We had to rely on him. There was no other way. No other way. That was, like I said, a desperate situation, but he made it a situation where we could trust him, to rely on him, to seek him, where he could prove that he was with us. No matter what, that's what the Lord does. He prepares us for battles. They're coming, right? They're, battles are everywhere. They're coming. If you don't have one right now, it's coming. Get ready. We have to be prepared. We have to be in his word. We have to be close to him. We've got to trust him with our life. As I call the band to come up, I'll pray for us. If you don't know the Lord today, today is the day. Today is your day. If you know the Lord, get back into that relationship if you're far from him. Trust him. Seek him. He will give you victory. And he will call you to be strong and courageous in him. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for today. This is the day that you made. You call us to rejoice in you and be glad. Help us to rejoice in your word. Help us to be transformed by it. To seek you, Lord, because victory is only found in you. Victory can be found nowhere else, Lord. Salvation can be only found in you. In no one else. Help us to seek you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.